0: Yo, welcome to G&Q Review, where we review the best TV and film the world has to offer, and sometimes some other stuff too.
1: Three, two,
0: one,
1: and we back. G&Q Review, what's going on Grant? Wow, that was like the lowest energy intro I've had. No, I was trying to keep it like you know, like, not lo- like smooth. Oh, like oh, uh, you know, like the do the right thing. Yeah, um, the like platters that matter. Yeah,
0: the platters that matter. That matter
1: right? And not like low energy. Like
0: G Q. We well, and we back G and Q review. That reminds What's me, going on on, high school Grant? theater
1: auditions. Be some people just being like, the film shows how in 2010 Foster began
0: presentations oh i thought you meant just no no no, auditions oh yeah yeah, auditions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're reading from a script and people yeah i mean saying. are
1: reading you're like i like you didn't know it was what did you that was not me reverend hale <laughs> next <laughs>
0: no it wasn't me either proctor
1: <laughs> you're like i i, didn't I saw realize. it it was you. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Narrator announces something. Yeah, you don't even know. The how, bar was pretty low. Yeah. I, you couldn't believe how non-emotional
1: some lines could be read. One but, someone um, we know was, we were, we were very close with him. <laughs> I still remember. He was doing the lines. And then midway, he was just like, stop he's like you can't do this He stopped i think he said just
0: you go like in the middle of the line like you go just you're next what you didn't finish the line there man um that's kind of important (laughs) You, you you go oh my god well anyways grant what what's going on with you
1: not much quinn um I you know one thing that I enjoyed in college a lot was like giving blood and blood drives. Um you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. It was fun. And I'm you also you don't
0: like you enjoyed it. You actually enjoyed it for I enjoyed the whole yourself. process. Not not like a moral yeah. ethical thing, no. but you're like, "Oh, I just love sitting in that chair. I love when they mm-hmm. stick the thing in me." Like I,
1: it. yeah, I would do power I mean, reds because I have O-neg blood, so they would take twice as much out but they give me saline back in so like the cold feeling in my arm like I liked that and then I would feel like kind of weird but like good at the end I'd be like yeah that was fun and at least I maybe you didn't experience this at your college but like they're huge like blood drives and there's pretty much a blood drive happening all times of the year but there's like we have a competition against uh, Michigan, you know, like who can donate the most blood, like student body, stuff like that. So it's always a lot of fun. And then you like you get free stuff every single time you go. So they'd be like, oh, you can get like free tickets to Gateway or he had a nice free T-shirt or a pullover. Like you get free shit when you donate. And that then there's sense. a bunch of snacks and you're and you're like, OK. So it was all enjoyable for me. And it always be like on campus. So it'd be like, yeah, oh, in between classes, I can just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't done it for a few years, and I yeah, tried you're to do it here. Now. Yeah, and I do power reds. I like power reds. Scheduled power reds at this one place a week ago, and I show up, I'm not greeted, no one talks to me. I'm like, um <laughs> Welcome and to the so room. Then world. I fill up the thing, that I'm waiting there for 30 minutes before someone talks to me. And then they the way power reds are specific. Not every blood type can do them by Red Cross. And there's a schedule. I scheduled an appointment and time. she was trying she she was trying to get the person in front of me who was obviously walking to do Power Reds, even though I had an appointment and I was there and it was gonna take like an hour just for the machine to open up and then I was like, I, I have something at 5 30. I can't do this. And so I reschedule it. To today, I went today. No one's there, just me. And, you know, as soon as they put the needle in me, I knew something was wrong. <laughs> they messed because up. Because she missed the. She, I could tell because my veins are. I've had numerous nurses being like, oh my God, I wish everyone had your veins. These are so easy to find. I don't know what she was doing, but she just stabbed too deep. <laughs> Willy nilly. And with power reds is they insert saline back into you Mm -hmm. and she lifts up so they they start doing that and it's like kind of hurting like it usually i haven't done it in a few years so i'm like i don't remember hurting this much. and she lifts it up and there's like a, a bump right by the needle like swollen of it's like probably like i don't know half an inch up i'm like I didn't like that. I don't like that. Like I I don't want to get clotting. I don't want, I, you know, that freaked me out. And so I only gave half or whatever. And they fucked it up and I really don't, I'm not looking forward to going back and I don't know if I will.
0: That's right. It leaves a bad experience because you're always thinking just really about your last time. Mm -hmm. That sucks, man. Yeah. A similar thing happened to me. I don't know the last time I gave blood, but the last time I did, um, they messed up. And you're just my arm was just bruised for at least a week or something. Uh, so yeah, and there's no more free shit in the real world. Some um, no more beat Michigan. You just, just the cruel cold,
1: uh, life that you got to deal with, Grant. I know. I, I probably will try it one more time, but I feel like I'd have to find. Like I'm gonna have to research. Good blood drives. I want a blood drive that's like popular and there's a lot of people there, and so like they put their best staff on it because Is it always
0: just Red Cross. I mean, it's just not. No, Red they Cross. have
1: they have some like events. Like they do have ones where you like do get free stuff. I don't know. I just you gotta get
0: research the popular blood. Yeah, drives. like
1: that's how much fucking effort I have to do because <laughs> they can't draw some blood. <laughs> well, it's grant. It's one person who
0: one person out of. Many, two many people. Billion on this the other planet. person <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> they too. messed up
1: too. All right, two people. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, Grant. Yeah, but how's uh how's your life with the dog? With the dog, yeah, the, dogs. the I dog. I Today's
0: officially three month date. And
1: yeah, he's you've crazy. had the dog for three months. No, 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 no. He's three months. Yeah, I was gonna. I've say. I've had the no dog way. for a month. Yeah. <laughs> times
0: times going by quick. And he's getting—I mean—he's a lot heavier now too. Remember when he first came home? I was just like swinging him around on one arm. And, oh, you want to go here? He's two he's, arms now? He's yeah. Most of the time, I mean, I could still do one arm, but it's got to be like get my bicep in there. And that's <laughs> I'm in a stable position. <laughs> but before, he <laughs> could just fling him around and.
1: <laughs> run yeah. Around. So how much does he weigh now? It's like six pounds. So he must have weighed like three pounds.
0: He was, I think he was a little under four or something. Yeah. Dang. But those extra pounds,
1: man, they they add up. They add up. Yeah. So you're enjoying it. Is he potty trained at this point? I mean, he's he's indoor trained. He's indoor. I feel trained. comfortable. He's crate trained.
0: Uh, I don't I don't think that's the right word. I mean, he just runs around and if he's got to go to the bathroom, he, he runs to his little bathroom area. By himself. That's good. Yeah, that's great. That's all I really wanted. (laughs) That's my bar set very low. Yeah. (laughs) As long as you go over there.
1: Is he Uh, still get is he still a nervous spooer around big dogs? Um a little bit. We've been doing
0: less interactions with big dogs after the vet was like very scary. They're like, We have a lot of parvovirus in this area. Please keep him indoors at all times. we're like, uh
1: for his sake?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I guess. Um, I mean, obviously outdoors, you could be dealing with some some sicker dogs, or if he eats some some sick dog poop or something, then uh, then he could be bad. It's like it's like coronavirus. There's a possibility. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're trying to minimize things, so we'll see how he interacts uh with other guys in the future. He just he's still exploring a bunch of things. But he's a cutie pie. Overall, great. Yeah, great. I, I mean, I, I wake up very early now, not super early, but like seven o'clock. Up and at him. I don't even need to set an alarm anymore. Just give me a little whine to get up. Okay. So you, you got to pee. You just don't set the alarm anymore. I have like a an emergency alarm. Yeah. Like if I miss work. <laughs>
1: but, uh,
0: usually I just turn it off. But nice i'll have some more updates for you
1: can't wait to meet him
0: oh yeah he's a cutie
1: if you travel will uh-huh. you guys bring the dog with you places or will you get a sitter uh, I or a kennel? a little
0: doggy hotel
1: mm-hmm. i'm i'm for dog hotel at the moment
0: but um i think it depends on the place really yeah i don't think there's a problem with flying that. would be tough yeah, especially going home. That's like a four or five hour flight. I don't think he could make that even in the cabin right now. He will. But he will in the future. Take a shit on the airplane. <laughs> I just that's like the list of things I don't want to deal with. <laughs> like in your life. <laughs> like dog keeps on whining constantly throughout the flight and you let him out and then he takes a big shit in the aisle. Like I don't even
1: know what you do at that point. I Just start apologizing. Uh, I mean, you get a bag and you pick it up and I shove it into the face of the dude sitting next to me. Uh, At least it's. I've
0: just been on every single plane I've been on in the recently. Uh, There's always little baby. So
1: maybe it's time for you to cause some problems. Do your AirPods help? Oh yeah, cuts through, cuts through shit. Yeah, I have. I have can't can't go noise canceling. I'm like wow. You forget you're on an airplane. It's the only time you forget it, because like I don't forget it, but it helps. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are we doing this week, Quinn? Well,
0: uh, Grant, we are reviewing a movie by your selection. You know, we got through all of our Oscar Best Picture nominees. We talked, we talked all that. So go back and check those episodes out. But we're back to selecting things we want to do. Because this is our podcast. And sometimes we roll for the best films. Sometimes the worst. And sometimes we go, hey, I want to watch this movie. And I want to talk about it. And it kind of helps you think about that movie more. Just by talking about it. And the movie you selected this week, Grant, was Howl's Moving Castle.
1: Yes. Yeah, and I didn't know at the time, but it is on the top IMDb 250. Is Um, it? It is. Uh, The the number now is 138, and on our locked-in list, it is 134. So, okay. Similar range. I'd say it it even maybe
0: went up, because there might be a natural tendency for things to fall off. It depends on the movie, I guess
1: yeah so howl's moving castle unco- miyazaki you know I, I i don't know if we talked about this yeah we did i talk about studio ghibli a little bit the ghibli fest remind um, me remind me Clay. yeah the, uh, know, I, remind I would the go listeners. Uh, yeah ghibli fest i would do i did this um a few times probably five or six months in a row Um, They would have a different Ghibli uh, Miyazaki Studio Ghibli film um, in the theaters and I would watch them and they were always fantastic. And I I highly recommend these films in general. But if you do have a chance to watch them in theater, I think it makes the experience even better because these uh, movies are magical, um, both in plot and in mood and in atmosphere. Um, What is the festival grant? It's called Ghibli Fest, it? it's across the world. It's not like one place. Is that a chain
0: of uh, movie theaters promoting uh, one of the films? Yeah. It doesn't sound like a
1: festival. No, no, no. It kind of just goes on forever. It goes on forever. (laughs) It's every year. It's across the country. There's not one location. Um, And you can just go to your local theater and watch... You know, whatever theater, there's a theater in your area that will probably have them most likely if you're living in, you know, some <laughs> metropolitan, <laughs> even like, I mean, I was living in Indianapolis. I knew they were in Cleveland, they're in Columbus, they're in Cincinnati. Those are not massive cities, but, you know, if you're living in, I don't know, West Virginia, yeah, rural, re- West, <laughs> rural Virginia, West Virginia, you might, may you not might have a heart
0: attend Ghibli Fest. <laughs> but uh, you've no, done it you highly recommend it yeah and- they're, it's
1: great and uh yeah i mean that these films are are very atmospheric to me they feel very atmospheric to me where you kind of get lost in fantasy and it's it's awesome you know you kind of once the movie ends you're like wow and they always have great morals you know they're they're very good fairy tales um they're great and uh, so we watched Howl's Moving Castle, which I hadn't seen in a long time. When's the last time you saw this movie, Quinn?
0: Over a decade ago.
1: Do you remember any of it?
0: No. I mean, not really. You mm-hmm. want to say, like, after you've seen it, you're like, yeah, I guess I kind of remember that. But if you would have asked yeah. me before, like, what's going on? I'd be like, I, I don't know. I don't even know who Howl is. <laughs> <laughs> who is Howl? Christian Christian Bale.
1: Yeah, that was I started the English dubbed version because I mentioned Christian Bale when I read the synopsis last week and I made it about three voice lines in. Did you even
0: get to Christian Bale's speaking parts?
1: He was like the third. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I made it to. Oh, I guess. His introduction. Beginning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you just thought it was too weird and awkward.
1: didn't like it you didn't like it and i guess at this point i've seen more miyazaki in subs so maybe that was why i mean there's something to
0: say for that i think most of the time uh dialogue is being recorded first off of like a storyboard and then it gets turned into animation and when you have something like the english dub you gotta like It's like a puzzle piece with like weird pieces and you got to kind of shove dialogue into the already existing animation that may or may not fit the tone of what's going on. Yeah. And it sometimes can be very
1: jarring. Yeah. we. I noticed when I was buying tickets at Kibley Fest that all the dubbed versions were much more booked than the subs.
0: I think it's more accessible. I think the... Mainstream American audiences would rather not have subtitles and things, mm-hmm. but you know the, tr- the true the true fans, Grant. Though
1: Do you Sub- you did I texted Quinn because I think you you watched the subs too, right? Yeah, I've ne- I
0: haven't watched a, a dud animation probably since uh, Dragon Ball Z, and it was on like Adult Swim late at night that's actually probably the only show it might be one of maybe like Yu Yu Hakusho it's another one that's feels weird watching any sort of Japanese sub but this one Howl's Moving Castle a little bit less famous than the rest of the Miyazaki films um little bit what did a what little bit what did you think
1: Grant I liked it a lot um it's reminded me more of um, Kiki's Delivery Service, where there is plot, but it's not like Spirited Away is very plot focused. So is Princess Mononoke, I from what I remember, where it's it, you're following a plot and you're kind of in it. Um, even My Neighbor Totoro, um, this felt like I don't know. You're just kind of lost in the. The energy and the moment of it all almost. Um, there's not really a clear plot if that you were like following along the whole time, if that makes sense. No, no, you're no, just no. kind of watching things
0: happen. But I had a question. So, this one, Howl's Moving Castle, is based on
1: mm-hmm. um, a novel. Three books. Yeah, or three books. I thought it was just, I think just she's one book? done three, but. Maybe one of the three.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the Howl series. Howl's Moving Castle is the first one. and There's mm-hmm. two other. So I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head where this, this film to me is a cool film. You know, it's very beautiful, very fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a lot going on. Very creative animation styles, effects uh it's entertaining to watch and there's cool characters too i mean you got you got howl you got sophie you i love the little fire dude Cal
1: is my favorite
0: yeah he's cool uh you got turnip kind of scarecrow yeah they introduced the little dog and the, the other
1: <laughs> she thinks it's Howl at first <laughs> Yeah. i mean i thought it was hollow at first yeah, you're like mm,
0: it makes sense it kind of got the same hairstyle uh you have the witch of the waste, yeah, uh, and all these cool people, and they're entertaining to watch, and they do some cool things. But uh, like you said, I mean, the plot is loose. Really feels like half baked. I mean, you don't. I have a lot of questions that I don't even feel like bringing up uh, about the film because I don't think they matter and they're probably yeah. explained more in the, in the novels, but it does detract a bit from the film where you're like, I don't, you think so? I think it feels just like a classic, uh, novel turn movie movie where you have to sacrifice a lot of subtle and detailed information in the book to fit, uh, I mean it was already two hours uh it wasn't a short movie mm-hmm. i think i mean there's the whole backstory with the war there's really a lot of things with sophie and howell's relationship that i feel like they just like expedited i don't i don't think it developed as slowly and as- i
1: don't think it's Yeah, and I think that's intentional in a way, because I see similar, I saw Spirited Away not too long ago, and it's Mm -hmm. like, they have a connection, and that's pretty much all that needs to happen, right? At least that's what it feels like, where they're not falling in love, they were like chosen to be together by fate, fate almost, yeah, you know, and uh, yeah. I'm with you, though, and I I see the spirit away comes to mind because that's kind of same thing happened where they don't spend a lot of time together and they already like they the girl immensely cares about her already, you know, or cares about him already.
0: Yeah, I think. That makes more sense if you accept it as, yeah, they, they have this existing connection. Uh, I was reading a lot of things about how, like, Sophie's actually a witch herself.
1: Yeah, I and I, I, I don't even know if that's
0: that. like a conspiracy theory—not a conspiracy theory, but like a fan theory—or it's Mm-mm. it's pretty from obvious. the obvious. Yeah, it's
1: from the book that she's a witch. I didn't know that. I read someone said that in the in the book, it's clear that she's a witch. She doesn't know it at first. Does she ever become self aware? I'm not sure. I think she does. Um one thing that I didn't catch, and I noticed um after the fact, maybe you caught this, is the curse was two parts. One, it made her old, and two, it forbid her from talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice that.
0: Well, they kind of said it, they're like, You're here you, you can't tell anybody or something. I don't think they explicitly said while you're under this curse, you will not be able to tell anybody you're this old, but it was, it was mentioned. I think when the witch of the waste put that on her.
1: Mm, Okay. Yeah. I think she, if I, I must've missed that because I think she tries to talk about it and like kind of stutters and doesn't say anything.
0: Yeah. Well, when they're in the castle and I think, um, the, maybe the boy, the Merkel, is, like, accusing her of working for the Witch of the Waste, and she gets really upset, and she's like, that damn Witch of the Waste, she blah, 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 and she tries to, like, say that she cursed her, but her, like, mouth freezes up. Yeah. Uh, I missed that. But, but why did why did the Witch of the Waste curse her, Grant?
1: Do you know the answer to that? See. Get back to I don't know because <laughs> Howell liked her. I don't, I don't think so. I, I
0: think I read one line somewhere where the Witch of the Waste confused her with like her sister, one of her sisters, Sophie's sister. And I don't know. I think it's no, all you, these little things that you're confusing that book.
1: with the book again. Her she had a sister in the book. Well, in yeah, the movie, she's that's. What I'm she In the movie, she's comboed. Apparently, they comboed her and her sister into one character. I read that. All right. Well, then in the movie, (laughs) why does
0: she curse her? I don't know. She just does it. It's fate. She comes into the hat store and curses Sophie. Uh, So those kind of things that you have to accept as a viewer, they just kind of make you scratch your head, but then you fall back into oh that that was that was cool. Oh, she's getting old now and animation's all cool. I don't know. She, she It's cool to watch. I mean it's it is it's fantastic in, in, in a fantastic way. Uh there's a lot of like anti war stuff going on where we shouldn't be killing oh, yeah. people. Like they don't really I don't know because they explain at the end of the film kind of like she turns that turnip guy back into the prince and it's like oh that's what they were fighting over like the prince went missing and I think one country thought another country like killed him or something oh but I didn't know if that was that important to the story because I thought they were Mm -mm. saying more like I don't know. Just war War is bad. Yeah. Like it doesn't even matter why it's happening. It's just always happening and it shouldn't. There doesn't need to be like, oh, this is why the war is happening. I guess it gives them a reason to end the war and kind of end on a happier note. But yeah, that was. How was that I like the turnip guy he was cute and funny and he was all I helpful. liked
1: him so much <laughs> and he didn't I mean, say anything you know no, that's kind of like the beauty job. of Mizaki's films it's like it's so well done um in terms of just movement and mood um that the, the turnip guy had such a personality without having without speaking at all same with the dog <laughs> you know
0: mm-hmm yeah. yeah, probably. I mean, he had more personalities than than Howell. I don't know what all was doing. I mean, like, it seemed like he just kind of sulked around. He's like an a edge lord. And, <laughs> yeah, and I, it's a little bit confusing what was going on with him. But I guess in the end, he's alive. They kind of get together. They're they're like a little family. They're living in the new flying castle.
1: Yeah. And And Cal sticks around.
0: Yeah. So it was it was an all right movie for me. I don't think um, it sticks out in the Miyazaki collection i haven't granted i haven't seen some of the other movies that you know you, you rattled off in a long time as well but i don't think would you recommend this to someone grant say man Howl's moving castle studio ghibli fest
1: yeah i mean if it was showing i'd be like yeah that's a classic <laughs> yeah. one you should watch
0: classic. <laughs> Is there anyone you wouldn't recommend
1: that I've when seen see, so far. No. Yeah, that you were like rubbed in like, the
0: wrong way. It's like no the drive. I'm, you know, I mean, all... I think
1: if if you want <laughs> like how'd you did you want, did you prefer more plot than this gave you?
0: Sure. I I
1: yes. Then I, I would say probably stay away from Kiki's delivery service. Because I felt like that had less of a plot. Um but just as good, you know. Yeah, they're very—they're almost like slice of lifey in a way. Like you're just watching the characters, kind of.
0: I think it would be good in the in the theater as well. You kind of get these large, epic animations uh, yeah. that would be great on the big screen, not on my fifty-two inch. I don't even know how, I think it's a 50 inch. I don't even know how big my TV is, but it's not big enough um, to
1: display some of those, you know, those huge like warships. Those Those are pretty cool. Well, and I don't know if they're, I wonder if any of his films were completely hand drawn. I thought they were, but this one was the background and the characters were all hand drawn and then digitized. Um, and I think that's um, fairly common with Miyazaki is it's the dedication in terms of the animation itself. Um, it's always gorgeous, you know, as it's. it's it I,
0: think a a, I think we had it. I think we had a debate
1: yeah. talking about this a little bit when we watched Toy Story, because that was the first um, like 3D animated Disney film, I mm-hmm. believe, and they recently said they're not going back, you know, and films like not going back. So what do you mean to 2d films? Oh, Disney. Yeah. They're not going to do 2d ever. Um, When was the last 2d movie?
0: They recently uh this year, they
1: said this. No, a few years ago.
0: The last 2d animated film was Disney's the princess
1: and the frog. What was that? 2009. Yeah. So it's already been, you know, 12 years. Okay. Did you ever watch The
0: Princess and the Frog, Grant? I did not. (laughs) I didn't either.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but I think there's, I think the films like this, you know, I, when you start looking at the dates, like Howl's Moving Castle, I mean, it doesn't even matter really when it was made versus Spirited Wet, you know, it was made. It was made in 2004, but uh, it could have been made last year. It could have been made in 1989. Kiki's Delivery Service was made in 1989. I could not tell any difference in terms of animation style because well, it's so artistic.
0: I mean, what are... I don't know what that digitizing process looks like. I mean, obviously, this looked great. I was watching... I don't know about you. I had it on HBO Max, and you know it's, yeah. it's crisp. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was that crisp fifteen years ago.
1: Yes, it was because it was. They're all they were hand well, drawn. They didn't change the right the resolution of the you're film.
0: Watching through a like a four K television wasn't four K televisions fifteen
1: years ago. Like Thirty five source... millimeter film is better than four k okay, like that's why I've seen restored films made in like 1940 and they're brought into 4k because the resolution of the film is so good. Um, I don't know how animation so why works. That's it, interesting. Wh- because yeah, why, like what, what toy size story is 1 animation like that? Because, th- because they'd have to reanimate the whole thing. It's the actual frame by frames that are bad in toy story. It's not the resolution, you know, like, the frame by frames with this, they're all hand drawn. So, um, I don't know. I'm sure they were made to large scale. I don't really know. That's true. Like, I don't know how digitizing works. How do you blow it up? Do you blow it up as? Like a, do you create? Do deter- a vector? We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna digitize it. Don't,
0: don't worry. That yeah. way, it can be viewed on any sort of uh, resolution in the future. It's future proof. Future proof. Uh, yeah, we can we can look into that. But yeah, it looks great. Looks great, and and there's a lot of small intricacies, details. A lot of things are going on. It's not there. There aren't any like scenes where you know you got just one thing moving, and the rest of it's stationary. Um, Every everything's moving. You're like, wow, it makes you feel alive um but as a as a movie uh, depends what you're looking for yeah
1: i mean i it's they're all very much an experience which i think is grander than a movie um if you want some story you know it's almost like a style of writing like i'm trying to think of someone who um maybe uh scott fitzgerald where I guess, well, I guess plus pretty big. I'm just, <laughs> so some writers will, will be more atmospheric and more about the mood and less about the plot. And that's very much what Miyazaki would be. Um, versus someone is telling a, a mystery or, or something where you're interested in what's going to happen next mm-hmm. versus the mood and the language, um, of the film. This yeah, is a beautiful it. film. um, the story is almost doesn't matter. It's been a it's been a
0: while, but it feels like some some Lord of the Rings type shit where it's, it's fantastic, sprawling worlds and yeah. Uh, it, it, you can only show so much in two hours. I guess that's why they made fucking what <laughs> four three hour movies and uh, there's a whole universe, and with this, it's like. Yeah, it'd be like a two-hour Lord of the Rings film. Where you're like, oh, my God, that was that was cool, but like, I feel like there's a lot of shit going on that I want to see, which is better than the op- having the opposite problem. <laughs> it wasn't a boring movie. It was just uh, there's, there's almost too much stuff.
1: Yeah, that's interesting I, that what you just said. Maybe you would like Kiki's better then because there's not... I don't think you would want more to be going on because there's not it's not very complicated. Like there's not that much going on. It's pretty simple. I
0: mean they were doing like fucking time travel in this film with like the the ring. You're like, "Oh shit, I wonder how the ring works." They're like connected. Oh, they're going through doors. The whole door castle was super cool.
1: And the ring.
0: She wore like the ring that was connected to him oh, that yeah, was like yeah, showing yeah. him where he was and then like she went back to his Childhood and like she was like wait for me and you're like oh, oh shit yeah. did that like happen and like, he remembers in it past. in real life
1: yeah yeah you're, a
0: lot of things <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. this is the kind of shit where you're like they, that's they all tease cool you. yeah
1: like that could be like a whole whole thing by itself. anime mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
0: getting yeah. back to the present <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah you're like what kind of there's a lot of different time travel rules or different films and TV shows follow different things. Like, Oh, if, if her going back in the past, it's like some tenant type shit. Like did that actually everything that happens happened or did that affect Is there one timeline? I don't know. That's, and they threw that in right at the end too. There were, you just, you thought it was all pretty uh, linear. Like, you know what? There's some, Here's this fucking uh door that goes back in time. Like what um.
1: Yeah. I totally get I totally get what you're saying. Um I think Miyazaki has a very distinct style, you know, as mm-hmm. a director. Um and I think yeah any of his films are worth checking out um, and this is one of them and after watching it you'll get you'll get an idea of of what you're in for for the other films.
0: That's right I'm looking there's one in production right now Grant you know what that one is A Miyazaki film
1: Earwig and the Witch?
0: no, this is uh how do you live uh from what I'm reading? The whole studio went into a a halt of production in 2014 because Miyazaki retired. Three years later, uh, he came out of retirement to direct this film. And I think it's been going on since they were talking about releasing it during the uh, Olympics in Tokyo. But I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Now it's like says 2021, 2022, but he's damn, he's 80 years old. I know it's getting up there. That's, uh, I don't know. At some point it, it affects your directorial abilities. Hell, it affects everything you do. You get so old. It just sucks. Um, yeah.
1: I just want to read one a good line that yeah, in Wikipedia about Miyazaki. Um, if this is in better words than I could put, but Miyazaki's works are characterized by the recurrence of themes such as humanity's relationship with nature and technology, the wholesomeness of natural and traditional patterns of patterns of living, the importance of art and craftsmanship and the difficulty of maintaining a pacifist ethic in a violent world. I would say, though, that's that describes his films pretty well. Um, and so, if any of those sound interesting to you, check out some, some Miyazaki.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to put into words, but that does a pretty good job. But you get the feeling after. Yeah, that pacifist
1: moments. element, though, it's in there. Did you know Princess Mononoke? It was the first animated film to win the Best Picture in Japan. So their own whatever Best Picture. Japan Academy Prize. Yeah. For Picture of the Year. But I don't even know if any animated film has won that in this U.S. No.
0: That would have to be pretty. I don't even know what they would. That would be interesting. It would have to be like some sort of. I mean, definitely, Klaus couldn't even win the animated category grant. So that would never win. So I have no idea what the hell would Even be nominated.
1: It looks like only three films have been nominated: Beauty and the Beast, Up, and Toy Story Three. Toy Story Three,
0: Up, Up was good. Wasn't Best (laughs) Picture.
1: I mean, well, it wasn't because it didn't uh, win. A lot of people (laughs) cried in the
0: first scene. Yeah, but cool. Not to get your hopes up too, Grant. I'm reading now. uh around 5 months ago december 2020 um the how do you live the movie i just mentioned they said that the film's animation was half t- half finished and they do not expect the release for another 3 years so,
1: <laughs> what
0: i don't know it takes a long
1: time maybe this is his like last work of art like last it, this is last it, thing he's going it, out I don't, it's called How Do You Live? That sounds like it could be um, existential.
0: It could. But I don't know. I think, I mean, you were up there. I don't think I'm going to say, like, yeah, this is the last thing I do before I die.
1: <laughs> I just, not like that. I just think, didn't, I mean, we saw Minari wasn't, isn't that director old, too? Didn't he say that was like his last? Didn't he go out of, didn't he, wasn't that, he retiring, retirement or something like that?
0: I don't think he was about to die. <laughs> I don't think he was eighty years old.
1: Yeah, I don't think he that was. He's forty-two. Die.
0: <laughs> I think he may have gone into film retirement. Um, they probably—I don't know—guys like that. I don't think you stop that easily. Maybe a year yeah. goes by. You're like, I'm, I'm going to make another film.
1: I' going back into it, yeah. All right, Grant. anything else? No, that's all I got. That's it for me. I will not bore you with
0: my had a lot of notes. It was like why did blah blah blah? Why did blah blah blah? Why blah blah blah? Yeah, and it doesn't not, matter. No. It's, it's all good. That's it. Is it about that time, grant? It's about that time. It is time for the g q review where we determine if the IMDb rating of Howl's Moving Castle is lower or higher than it should be. And we are sitting at an 8.2. Very high. Very high. At first uh, impression. And I'm going to go first, Grant. I'm going to go... Lower, a.k.a. under. 8.2 is mighty high. I can't see myself viewing this again unless it was at Ghibli Fest. Uh, it's a cool movie, no doubt. But is it an 8.2? Not for me. Not for me.
1: I think I'm actually going to go over. Um. ho. ho, ho. These films, i if you're in the mood for Miyazaki, nothing else was going to itch that fix, you know? Um, Do you, I like this film. It was good. And I would but, watch it again. But are you,
0: are you just standing, Grant? Are you just liking it? If you didn't know it was a no, Miyazaki film. I'm thinking. Film. I, know, I know. I know. I'm <laughs> thinking about it. I know. Because I thought about it. I mean... Can they all be... I mean, there's a reason the studio is famous and there's a reason he's famous and they produce
1: some great work. You know, you might have um, swayed me, Quinn, because I think <laughs> a little it, under. Just a little under. Because it's close, but... Is it in the top five? I think there's a reason why I haven't seen it for 10 years. Like, I don't know. There's better me as I film to see. It's, you know? it's like a good movie that
0: misses a few marks and there are other m- movies made by the same people that
1: yeah I feel less attached to it too you know like in other Miyazaki films like there's characters that you absolutely adore here it's like you know the two main characters are the ones you really don't care about yeah I, at I, least I did I cared way more about Cal I loved the little fire guy and I liked the turnip And those were probably my two. Yeah, and the dog.
0: Dog a lot.
1: Yeah, the dog's good. He'd be running around. (laughs) He'd he'd make a noise like a a freeway. Yeah,
0: like you didn't see anything about like Sophie's family. They're all kind of.
1: In Spirited Away, the the female and male protagonists, there's a lot of similarities between them and falling in love and being destined for each other. And they tied it in a much better way, in my opinion, because they had met in a previous – they had met previously. um, The the guy was actually a a river spirit, and Mm -hmm. she fell into a river when she was a kid, and he rescued her. So – that kind of tied things together and gives you this more like the universe, you know, energy and fate and all this stuff. Well, I didn't feel like I don't know how I was kind of a dick and you see, I didn't, just see, really I didn't like him that much.
0: Yeah, confusing, <laughs> strange, strange to strange. say the least. All right, all right well, well I, you I'm you heard it first. This when, one, I convinced I mean, Grant,
1: Grant. Yeah, Grant, backtracking. Backtracks.
0: He's usually very persistent. In his opinions,
1: at times, while it was coming out, I like I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like that one better.
0: Eight point two is high. I'm telling you, view a lot of things on IMDb, and eight point two is high. I mean, nine point two is like number one on the list of the top two hundred and fifty movies. So you're just knocking one point off of that. That's incredibly high. All right, Grant. What
1: are we doing next week? Well, I picked this film, so Quinn. I I I you interrogated me. me. You said
0: (laughs) you were you demanded Quinn pick a damn movie for next week i picked one you don't have a movie you want to watch said, so, oh whoa, whoa whoa, calm
1: down there grant <laughs> i just know like if, if there's films that have been like it floating in the back of my head that i haven't taken the time to watch that you know i would watch if um even after doing this podcast me. for <laughs> a year i guess a lot of times we don't have a choice so yeah yeah well quinn picked um He told you in the beginning of the podcast that we were done with the Oscars. I lied. Lies. (laughs) We are watching another Oscar nominee and winner, um, My Octopus Teacher. Um, It's a 2020 Netflix original documentary directed by Pippa Ehrlich and James Reed, which documents a year spent by filmmaker Craig Foster forging a relationship with a wild common octopus in a South African kelp forest. Interesting.
0: And I want to say, Grant, not not Best Picture. You didn't say Best Picture nominee, but I want to Mm -hmm. say we're not we're not we're done with the Best Picture nominees. This is a documentary. This one, not No Man Land. Yeah, No Man Land was not in the documentary list because it is not a documentary. It is all fictional.
1: Yes. My favorite part about if you go on the Wikipedia page, it has a cast section um, for this film. So Craig Foster as himself. You got yep. Tom Foster, Craig's son, as himself. Octopus, as herself. <laughs> Pajama <laughs> Shark, as itself. That's that's pretty cool. As <laughs> the it should Octopus be. does play. It's,
0: herself. it's not a fake octopus. It's, no, they were not paid to, for their performance. Yeah. Uh, cool, Grant. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't. When's the last? The last documentary we saw this McMillions does that even count a true documentary, like a that docu- was a documentary. that's a documentary
1: series um have we ever watched a documentary Quinn this might be the first one man I think this is the first one we've watched dramatized historical fiction on my request <laughs> <laughs> many times
0: but a documentary I don't think so
1: Wait, Let's wait, no, Madland. Oh, wait, no, never mind. No, that no, no, wasn't no, no. a documentary, but no, it should have no. been. The Holy Mountain. That wasn't a documentary. No. Um, all right. Cool. That's all I got. Any Same last here, words, man. Quinn?
0: No, I'm excited. The activist I'm teacher. Excited. I'm ready. Right My octopus learn. teacher.
1: Let's do it. All right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, check out some Miyazaki films. You know, at least if you haven't heard of Miyazaki. Um, I think you're doing something wrong. No. Um, you definitely should watch some Miyazaki. I think it's, it, it, you should watch one of his films yearly. I would, that's my recommendation. That's my, uh, treatment. You know, that's my. I, that's, that's you're my advice. doctor. You're the film yeah, doctor. Like, and- like give you, you need one Miyazaki a year to, to keep you, keep you happy and, and fantastical and, uh, feeling good. Um, Thank you all for listening. Please join us next week with my opt- Octopus Teacher. Email us feedback at gqreview.com. Send us your favorite Miyazaki film and we will watch it, right, Quinn? Exactly. Watch it. Yeah, just send watch us whatever. an email at watch feedback movie, at GQ Review.com. Yeah, send a YouTube video, send your favorite clips, and tell picture us your, your least dog. favorite scene of Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, show us like a how your, your name Yeah. How'd your day go? Anything, (laughs) just any, any, really anything at all. And uh, if that's too much, too daunting of a task, please follow us and comment on all of our posts. We have social media at GQ review is our handle. And that is for both our Instagram and our Twitter. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace.